Welcome to the Game Design Reviews Podcast Show. It's episode 2002 for the 30th. <laughs> 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 this, you see what I did there, guys? <laughs> it's, it's one of the things I learned when I was working for an advertising agency. You know, when you're doing a receipt for your clients, always, you know, never put the real number of the receipts on there, but just put the 2000 in front of it so it doesn't look like you're d dependent on them. <laughs> See. Uh, nice. Yeah, so it's episode two actually, but uh, let's call it two thousand two. Do, do, do you think it's the reason why Amazon's uh, invoices have this um, code as as invoice numbers instead of numbers? Yeah, probably. I uh, they want to show they're not dependent on anyone else. <laughs> Remember when I when we ordered the, the digital pad, the D pad for Street Fighter? There was, I, had, I had to order number thirteen. And it was also like, oh man, I'm like the 13th customer they had. <laughs> <laughs> that day, maybe. Oh, no, 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 I don't think so. Because you have 14 or something of that, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, the episode uh, number two for the 30th, 13th of... It's episode number two for the 13th of September 2009. My name is Christian Majewski and with me today are my to totally intelligent and, and uh, charismatic co-hosts. How about you introduce yourself, guys? Uh, I'm Ujo. Hi. Hi, I'm Fabrizio. And today we have some, well, we, I think it's going to be a, I hope it's going to be a shorter podcast about, uh, to, well, kind of, we're going to pick up some smaller topics. One of them would be to uh, discuss um, some things we uh, missed the, on the last podcast show about um, GDC Europe, which was the talk of um, Kili Santiago from that game company who made uh, Flower. They made an ex excellent talk we would like to discuss about. And also we, we are on a concert of Square and Enix games. We'd would also like to discuss it a little bit more. And then some smaller topics like, you know, things we played recently and uh, things we experienced. So uh, let's dive into the main topic, which is um, the Flower thing. So uh, as, as always, Fabrizio wasn't there. So, <laughs> I was never anywhere. <laughs> but it was it was a very I think it was very important talk we um, we missed discussing it's the highlight of the day of that day. Oh yes, it was yeah. rest, certainly. Wait, I thought Design David wise. David Cage would. He was Cage. on a different day, I think. Was he? Let's say he was. Yeah. Let's say he was <laughs> on a different day. Okay, so she was really the highlight of that. <laughs> well, day. <laughs> it, it was one of, one of the reasons I the first time I thought, oh, okay, maybe GDC Europe isn't so such a ludicrous idea after all, because she was. It was really a talk I, I was looking forward to, and it delivered. Yeah, and she it delivered totally. in depth and uh, made a lot of sense for designers to see how other people work. How, for instance, uh, they were one of the most prominent uh, innovators in the, in the scene. So. Good to see how they work. Yeah. Okay. So, well, maybe step one step back. So, um, that game company, those are the guys who made um, games like Flow. Or some people might know the uh, previous game Cloud. Mm -hmm. So, very experimental games, very visually. Um, Actually, have you tried Cloud? No, I didn't. I didn't well, I did I didn't. very briefly. Okay. So, you have to kind of trace clouds and everything. Yeah. Have you tried? No, I, I only also know uh, Flow. Well, I have Flow on my PSP and... PSP, really? Yeah. Okay. Why not? Uh, I just didn't know. 
Okay, and I played it on on on, on computer. Of course. Have it with you? I don't have my PSP here. Okay, I've played Flow on the PS3 with the um, motion. Oh yeah, control. motion controller. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was. Well, that's what I feel. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, does it make sense? I. This is hard to answer because. Um, I think yes, I think yes, because because I thought it was also kind of easier, you know, to just move the whole the the whole controller than um, to to move, you know, the little stick to to move this mm -hmm. uh, organic thing. But um, I can't remember that well now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, it felt it felt it felt okay. okay. It, it was not it was not kind of strange or that I, that the question arose. Um, hey, why can't I use the controller? Mm -hmm. So okay. you didn't miss the normal stick. No, it, no, I didn't miss it now Be because you just don't need it. Okay, you have to, to push one button to to get speed, mm -hmm. but the whole uh, movement, uh, so turning left and turning right, because this is basically the basically the whole movement. Um, mm -hmm. You could just do with the with moving the whole controller. So well, oh, actually, okay. that, that makes more sense uh, that way because on the PC it's, or on, in Flash, it's with the mouse and you, the creature turns to where the and mouse cursor is. The mouse, so yeah. you have to move your cursor all over the place, and the relative control seems to make a lot of sense. Yeah, it was really. No, that's interesting because um, back when when I was in a talk of of Kili, I haven't played Flower back then, so I was kind of you know I thought hurt so so much about it, and I thought I heard you know that it was a really awesome game, and I saw the screenshots, and I I imagined something amazing, uh, or, or maybe I ima imagined a very particular game, and then after the talk after the GDC, I bought actually a PS uh, PS3 Slim, and I was able to play the game. And the game was very different from what I expected it to be. And one of the problems I have with the game is exactly the controls. Which, mm -hmm. uh, because in, in Flower you have a very similar controls. You also use the, um, the, tilt control. the tilt controls of the analog stick to control in which way you move. And then you press one button to accelerate. Okay. Hmm. But um, I thought especially, well, the problem is you have to navigate through 3D space and kind of fly on, on you know, touch things and kind of tar target things and touch them. Yeah. And I thought, um, it's, so for example, if you miss something, if you fly past a flower or something, then you have to stop and you have to make a sh very sharp turn. And this requires you to, you know, to kind of move the controller very, very steeply, you know, sideways. And it kind of feels very odd. The thing about flow is that you don't have this kind of hard turns because if you miss something, you make another turn, you know, it's... it's mm, you just, just go in circles. Yeah, you just go through circles and it doesn't matter. But perhaps if you are really moving in 3D space and then especially have to target um, things and, you know, you have one kind of direction in which you are running or flowing or, mm -hmm. I don't know, the whole time and you have to make a hard turn to, to get to it back. It's something different. It's Maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm playing it wrong or something. One of the other things I really didn't like was the fact that when I, I, when I sit in front of the TV, I kind of in this very lean back situation, like very, you know, sitting very low, and I'm holding my controller up, upwards. But the game requires me to stick to the ground to fly very low okay. because there are, the flowers are there. So I have to kind of turn the controller downwards, but you know this requires me to actually to hold the controller very differently, very uncomfortably, like an object actually, not like a controller. Ah, okay. So normally, you know, when you have the controller, and there are these, I don't know, there are these protruding elements which are supposed to be in your palm, but I can't hold it like that when I'm on a sofa because then the controller is pointing upwards, and I would fly upwards all the time. Okay. So I have to kind of take the control into my fingers and turn it around like an object in order to. And it's really uncomfortable. I, I don't know. It's it's 
I was constantly, I was just, you know, I would like to have an analog stick for that. So maybe okay. they should have uh, introduced a kind of calibration, you know, this is the zero point maybe. and then start off from there because yeah. on, on sofas, I assume maybe people will want to sit in a re relaxed position mm -hmm. and or just in any position for that matter and not be dependent on the controller position. Maybe, But well, the other way around. I played it in an office as well. And I was sitting upright there and it was kind of easier, but there were still a lot of moments where I would have to, re where I was forced to take the controller into my fingers like an object, not really like a controller. Okay. So, I, so I let's try it out next time. Yeah, I, I would like to, okay. I would like to, for you two guys to play it and, and have your opinions about it because I'm not really sure about it. Okay. Um, yeah, but going back to the talk, one of the things inspired us so much was that she showed a lot of, a lot of um, prototypes. She showed exactly how they developed the whole idea of the game. And the game started in a totally different, well, the idea was the same, but the mechanics were totally different at the beginning. You, you could see how they didn't have a real idea of what the game mechanics would be and how did they develop the mechanics systematically from one prototype to another. So the first prototypes were flash prototypes and they were about growing plants and not, not movement at all, but just, you know, had one plant and you kind of grow it or something. And it was in flash and it was 2D and it was a totally different game. Um, for those who wasn't there, basically you click somewhere on the screen and uh, the stem right. of uh, the flower would grow towards there, I think. Mm, I think so. And just depending on where you click and uh, the duration of your click, you can well grow this mm. flower. And sometimes petals come out and you get this uh, flower instead of just a stem, you know. First, ah, okay. the stem and then... So you can't control when these... Uh, when, when the it wasn't very apparent if you had the control of what came out. Okay, because it was just a demo and it grew somehow yeah, and you didn't yeah. see it, no, it was also in detail. They, okay. they aborted the, the, this direction because they said that it didn't felt right. Okay. Because it was, I don't know what they said, I think it was about, they had this, initially they, they had a vision, a kind of idea at a, at a starting point and they tried to develop different prototypes and see how they work together with this vision and it there was a conflict that um, they wanted to also show a lot of flowers like a whole field of flowers and it was about one specific flower in a very analytic way and not this uh, freedom this feeling mm -hmm. of freedom and, mm -hmm. but they show a lot of different prototypes and what was struck me is that at some point you know if i were the guy developing it i would say okay that's that looks like a fine game to me uh, and but they kind of still had the guts to say okay it's still not what we wanted and we're gonna you know cut everything and just, just begin from scratch and develop another prototype and another prototype and until it was they hit exactly the note they, they wanted to so i mean that was really amazing for me to see uh, how this works um, after her talk, I kind of was curious because it was a topic that was reoccurring here. Uh, so I went and asked her some questions and I asked her um, how they were able to, um, how they were sure if they need another prototype, how they were sure if um, if this prototype they had, it was if it was acceptable for them or if they still needed some more, more work. This, is, this would also be my question because I think it is um, also depending on how you define an iteration. Because if you say an iteration is something um, that really has this phase of um, you create something, you test it, you re revise it, and then you build up on this very special thing mm. and do this whole process again. So was it really iteration or was it like, no, this is not the right idea and just 
another completely new mm. prototype well ta some some yes some some no as because some of the prototypes were completely different yeah because so you already mentioned it so yeah so some uh, for example they started in, they worked in different uh, programs like uh, they developed in flash and in xna which i thought was strange because <coughs> i and processing which processing is also processing also yeah. processing yeah. i wanted to mention it because maybe it's a more, more capable platform for games but it's not web based isn't it well there's java or something yeah but come on nobody plays java games right but i do yeah. have something to add because this is one big topic for me as well and what i find remarkable is that they try out actually different solutions and most of the time when we're iterating i think we're improving one, certain one idea solution or one, yeah right you start out with a solution and you know improve that solution mm. but not you know that broad and this vision i we talked about in an earlier podcast um You know, I guess if you really put the vision on such a high level, then you can do that. But it's still hard to get how to grasp uh, that your vision is right. Mm, yeah, Because well, any, anyone can say, I want to make a game uh, about love or mm. about happiness. I mm. think the theme was happiness and freedom, freedom yeah, something. something like and, you know, everyone, everyone okay, can say that. Was it... Was it How, how how did they get this theme? Was it just like, hey, we start off with, with kind of uh, these ideas. We want something that uh, has to, co that connects happiness and uh, freedom and something like this. Was it kind of uh, the starting point for brainstorming? Well, it wasn't really brainstorming. I mean, they had a, well, let me get back to my answer I got from Kelly because I yeah. asked her exactly that, you know, how okay. do you maintain this vision throughout the project? How do you, how do you make sure that the prototypes you're developing are wrong and you need another prototype? And her answer was very simple. She answered that uh, it is actually, um, uh, how is he called? Genova. Genova Chen. Chen, who was the keeper of the vision kind of guy, yeah. who, the, who was the one who had this idea in his head. And every, everybody else in the company didn't make a decision about uh, whether or not to proceed with this prototype or not. So he was the only one who was making the decisions. Which is kind of very maybe back to the 16th or 17th century. <laughs> maybe, but 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 it's very effective in this way because you, yeah, it you, is. because you're not having this problem that you will have a um, design by committee problem. But, but I think the, the effectiveness of, of this way of developing something depends on some factors. Like for example, um, how is this guy accepted by the team? I think this is really really important, and um, also. No, the other things also would run run to in the same direction, like uh, the re reputation of the guy and yeah. who says that his idea is really that good. I mean, so well, that's on on the one hand, uh, the acceptance of uh, whoever works with him, and on the other hand, how to be that guy, you know, how to be sure of the idea, as I said before, and uh, I suppose being that guy has uh, a lot of pressure. On yeah, him, you know, yeah, especially if you have definitely. Uh, the budget uh, pressing and I don't know maybe the publisher calling constantly and yeah but I mean they did also do play tests and all the stuff yeah of course no, I mean yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not so. it's also not not that um, kind of you know this um, Genova Chen had this idea and it set it in stone from the from day yeah, one this is the thing because it, it sounded kind of like this that you know he has the idea and then they have to you know he gives an audience no, and no, they no, come no. in it's, it's not it's what it's, I don't think it, well, <laughs> of course I can tell but but it's from what I, I I can't recall what exactly she answered but from what I remember is it was 
wasn't like that, of course. Okay. So uh, he, of course, was also changing and updating his vision while they were developing it. So, ah, okay, okay. so it wasn't like, like he was very exactly sure that he wants exactly that. But there were still for him some certain clues which, um, which made him you know, reject certain prototypes and say, okay, we need another one. This, this is not exactly what I was expect, expecting. There, there are reasons for why I would reject it. And he also, the, the interesting thing is that he also... Um, spend a lot of time of trying to uh, put his vision, his ideas into into a medium or into a form so others can understand it. So, for example, she showed a very interesting, I thought, a graph of a of kind of the um, dramaturgy different between different levels, which you can still see in, when you play the game. So, so they they worked out this graph before they yeah. really made the level design itself. Yeah, yeah. So there was a, like nice. a curve which was kind of. Um, well, the, it was, you know, on a, on a X axis, you had a, a level. On a Y axis, you had happiness and a kind of sadness or darkness. And then you had a curve which went all the way down until the almost all, last level. And then you had a, you know, a very positive peak, peak at, at the very end. So you would have a climax there. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this was, quite, for, for example, one of the things that he would, would, would create for us, for others to understand what he was kind of going for. This is nice. This is cool. Yeah, and they, they were kind of, from what I understand it, they were kind of trying to, um, if he rejected something, they were trying to understand why he rejected it. So, or maybe he also would try to understand why he, he it wasn't what he expect, expected, and he would try to kind of communicate this somehow to them. Okay, but this this is this this is I think a pretty crucial point because um, how how aware or not aware is this person of his vision? You yeah. know. Because uh, now, if, if I hear something, if I, if I hear something like this, it's it's hard to distinguish between um, he has something in his head, you know, which is very unspecific and also, but also, you know, specific ideas so that he can say, no, please um, change this and this because it just doesn't work out. It's not uh, like this. I want to have it in this special way. So mm-hmm. he can name the things he wants to have. So it's somewhere in between that. Yes. Well, some some of the things they changed were things that they figured out that didn't didn't work only after they put people in front of it. So it wasn't only him okay. saying it's wrong, but also him seeing seeing other people's playing it and realizing you know, that it's it, getting really uh, more and more. So it, 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 yeah, it isn't really. As, but um, in the end, you know, it, it wasn't never like that. That he would sit with them and they would like you know make a um, you know vote, take a vote or something for which feature to implement or not. In the end, he would would be the guy who would make the final decision. Yeah, we'll never know for sure. <laughs> But he was well. She she said she she said that he, there there was one dedicated guy who was responsible for the vision. So um, I guess you can underst- you could understand it in a way that internally he, he makes the decisions, mm-hmm. but of course they listen to well I, players. I'm I'm sh- yeah, of course. Well, she um, emphasized in in her pre- presentation yeah, that yeah. they did a weekly play testing. Yeah. Sessions. Also, uh, I, I just remember now. Also, a very interesting point that she said, uh, depending on how far the game is progressing, they will brief the test players differently. Mm. So, for instance, mm-hmm. um, in the beginning, when there are only very little stuff to play, or would, very simple graphics, simple or graphics, mm-hmm. they would, you know, explain to the players uh, how things are meant, and they would try to. To simulate things that you would do by graphics and you know yeah, stuff that you can see in the game, as if certain things were more finished already, yeah. so that uh, people can give better feedback. 
but uh, the more the game progressed, uh, less they would communicate to the player to test how how the well experience works out. I think this is this is a nice this, this is nice this yeah. is a good way I think yeah. So the playtesting stuff was really very early in there. The, yeah, um, whole from, from, from day one, from what I also the first prototypes they already playtested. Okay, so that's about the, our first topic. I guess we go in a small break, yep. and then return uh, with our second topic, which will be the concert of Square Enix, which we recently experienced. Thank you. And welcome back. We are um, going to discuss now the concert of Square and Enix we saw yesterday. It was, was yesterday. Yes, yesterday. It seems like a week ago. I, I was not there like always. Again. But, you, <laughs> but still you are going to be kind of like the voice of the audience who also weren't, wasn't there. No. Some of your favorite games were there. Well, the, your, one of your favorite games. Your Which favorite. one? Secret of Mana, of course. I never said that. I hate it. Well, <laughs> it was, no, it's a joke. <laughs> you said you, lo- you like it more yeah. than Zelda, and that, that means a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. This is, um... So, well, <laughs> again, uh, we were in a concert. It was a sim- symphonic... How would you call it in, in, in English? Symphony. Symphony. Symphony, Symphony concert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was only games from uh, Square Enix. And, um, well, w- which four games were it? It was... It was um, It was Kingdom Star- Hearts. It started with Kingdom Hearts. Then the second part was Secret of, Secret of Mana. Mana. Secret of Evermore. No. no, no, was it was, it? Well, it it was maybe, but it wasn't uh, there in concert. It was only. I mean, we just. Okay, we I, just, I, th- we I thought t- you were, you were talking about games that no, no, this we, publisher developed. Or this yeah, well, there were a lot, of, obviously, but we are just okay, talking about okay. the games they played because. Okay, sorry. So it was uh, Kingdom Hearts, Secret of Mana, uh, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Trigger, and Cross. By extension, Chrono Cross is oh, yeah, the really? sequel of. I haven't played it. Trigger. I have played. I don't know for an hour or something. Okay. And stopped. And did they? Did they also? Sorry. Um, did they also create originally the music for the games, or are they now just taking the music and playing them in their style? You they know? arranged it, uh, rearranged it specifically for this concert. Okay, so they okay. were the guys who also really made the music for the game itself. Well, they were once there as well. While back. Yes, they were. Yeah, also. They were there, but the. Um, concert arrangement was done by someone else. Okay. Uh, some I don't know if it's German, but some some guy, so some European guy. Okay. And uh, the all, all the Square Enix pieces are obviously from Japan. Okay. So it was uh, um, Kingdom Hearts, Secret of Mana, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, and Final Fantasy, which kind of was oh. every Final Fantasy, but they kind of took the best off from different Final Fantasies. Okay, but it was a nice finale because you know this was this was the game that everybody was waiting for, obviously, and you know. Uh, uh, in front, I've I've never been this this kind of Final Fantasy fan guy. Really not? No, really? I've I mean I've seen um, one. No, both movies. Yes. Oh I've come seen. on, movies are crap. I've seen them. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that that's not and a quality measure <laughs> for, for Final Fantasy. No, no, and, and I've also played one part, but I don't know which one. I think it was seven. Could that be? I don't know. What, what, was it with a spiky it guy was, with a huge sword? <laughs> yeah, it was the guy with his bread sword and yeah. the gun in it. Yeah. And, it um, that blonde that guy. was fine. Blonde guy. Right, yeah. was Final Fantasy VII. Not yeah. Cloud? Cloud, yeah. It was yes, Cloud. It was, yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> Sorry, you know it. So. Okay, okay, okay. Also, so this part I played a little bit, but not, not all too extensive. Did you get out of the city? 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the thing was that I, I think it was at a time when a friend had also um, a gaming station, and mm. you know I visited him from. I think it was. It has. It had to be a PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I was. I was sometimes uh, there, you know. And mm. then he said, "Hey, Final Fantasy. Do you also want to play? And you could also play it uh, with with two players." Really? How could so? That, could that be? Well, that was Secret of Mana. I'm. I'm not. Sure. I'm not sure. I've, uh, I've uh, seen it. Sh- I, shut I up before you say something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what really uh, uh, stuck in my head was is this fighting system, this round bay mm. or. Yeah. It is it is basically ground based, but it don't really feels like ground based because it all goes pretty. Yeah, it's kind of active battle great. system. They call it the ATB, eight active battle system. Did they also invent it? <laughs> the name maybe. Well, the name obviously. ATB basically. was a, was a well, wasn't that also? Oh, no, forget about it. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yes, what? <laughs> um, if you've seen the movie, the second one especially, then you might have recognized some of the tunes because the second movie is a extension or sequel kind of thing to the seventh game and oh, so, yeah, really. so many of the most uh, signature tunes were featured in the movie as well okay. and the, the 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 final track or the finale track uh, we talked about we mentioned this uh, one winged angel uh, the theme of this uh, gray or silver-haired guy so he wrote mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the cool bad, bad guy, guy yeah. Well, yeah. The, the, the guy everybody's talking about and yeah i don't know i don't understand it i don't find it very cool the name is cool. Sephiroth? Yeah. You're, 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 you're a goth guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bad boy. Okay. Yeah, there was this funny uh, moment in the concert where they intentionally put the Final Fantasy part as the last uh, part of the concert. So, you know, the best comes last. And uh, during that, people were already waiting when when this track would be you know played, mm. and they played like uh, three notes of that, you know, tease the people, and then it switched immediately to the, this chocobo theme, that, <laughs> the, the theme that comes when you ride on one of these uh, you know, birds. Yeah, I know, I know, chocobo chocobos. Is, yeah. So you see, you know the yeah, it's really some parts, and uh, this this well, yellow it's, kind it's com- of it's, big, com- it's common uh, knowledge, and you also probably all know the um, the, the music that is played. Have you played uh, Secret of Mana on Game Boy? No, on Mystic uh, Quest? S- uh, SNES. But on Mystic Quest, you know, the Secret of Mana prequel was called Mystic Quest. No, this I didn't play. Only Secret of Mana. Because they had Chocobos as well. Oh, okay. And they had the Chocobook music as well. Mm. And I, I, I mean, it was really amazing to hear Chocobo music played by a symphony orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. And also they carried it. A bit longer than I thought. <laughs> yeah, would have been cool. Man. Yeah, they were they were kind of stretching it. Yeah. How, how long was the the, the whole concert? Wasn't that symphony? Oh, uh, excluding the um, the break, maybe one and a half hour. Yeah. Okay, okay. So because um, I was also I've also been um, at, at the symphony orchestra or classical uh, concert uh, in, in 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 Marburg. Mm-hmm. It's a typical student city, I think. And um, yeah, it was it was, it was uh, the whole orchestra was was um, built of students mm-hmm. of the university, but they had two um, conductors which were kind of a little more famous, and they made this whole thing. And it just was interesting in the length, so because I, I've, I had no relation to it. So How long was was your? Concert? It was also kind of mm-hmm. one and a half to two hours. Okay. Well, uh, one of the thing I, I was wondering because we were there with our girlfriends, and our girlfriends obviously haven't played any of the games. And I also haven't played two of the games. I haven't played um, Kingdom Hearts and I haven't played Chrono Trigger. Okay. Me too. 
So, um, so I, not I, not even Chrono Trigger. No. Also, I just, I just Chrono read... Cross is it would be one of the sequels that n nobody played, but I thought oh, yeah. Chrono Trigger is the widespread, you know. Well, I haven't um, haven't played either because, uh, but I heard a lot about it, and I was kind of you know okay. it was one of the games in my backlog, ah, my huge backlog. Um, but I wasn't planning to play uh, Kingdom of Hearts, so I, I also for me the Kingdom Hearts part was the weakest. I thought. Okay. But I don't know if it's because that's the question. Is it because I haven't played the game, or is it because um, the music really is worse than the others? Actually, I only recognized one tune because you played the game. I right? played the game. I played the first Kingdom Hearts. Um, I think maybe part of the problem is that Kingdom Hearts works heavily with Disney characters, mm. IPs, and worlds. And if I remember correctly, each of the worlds would feature tunes that mm -hmm. at least sound fitting to the to the worlds, mm -hmm. to the IPs. And uh, they weren't that recognizable and memorable. Mm. Uh, like the other, you know, like from Final Fantasy, mm. they had to be memorable on their own. Mm. Well, I enjoyed the Chrono Trigger more than the Kingdom Hearts. Mm. And, but, but we're really, I mean, we're really the, the emotions uh, came back. Came back where hearing the things, yeah. you know, the Secret of Mana things. I haven't played Secret of Mana for, uh, for very long. Yeah. But but you know you immediately recognize the tunes mm. of you know when you're walking around through the forest there is this tune and they play this and the opening theme and and it was really exactly like in a way it's exactly like you hear it on the SNES but you know it's very, more awesome it's it's the big pimp, and great yeah. yeah. <laughs> I noticed about Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross um, they they started the arrangement with this track this very recognizable actually mm -hmm. track from uh, Chrono Cross. Mm -hmm. Which is, I think, the music from the intro. Mm -hmm. That one awesome track from Cross is already enough because that's all people know, mm. and all the in-game music from Cross, you know, nobody knows them anyway. So let's do that awesome track and all the other trigger tracks, and mm. that makes sense for me. Okay. Well, I haven't played uh, anything. Well, I, I maybe I, I started the rum of it for a couple of minutes just to see how it looks, but I, I haven't recognized anything. Well, well just one. Sorry, one one question, which is perhaps kind of differently, but just came into my head, and I just want to ask it yeah, okay, before I no forget problem. it. Um, how was the visual presentation of this whole thing? Was there also something oh, yeah. you know kind of special to it? Uh, a well, little that, bit, little special. They had like lights and everything, and which changed depending on what kind of track you had. Like some tracks were gloomy, and they had like these dark okay. blue things, or maybe some track they had like this um, these um, very bright lights. They would strobe through the audience, so the audience would be received kind of you know these flashes. Go blind, from, go blind for which okay, was really so, awesome. So, so really <laughs> some, some some more expressive than you would expect yeah. from such a yeah. But I was kind of that was the, one of the things I would 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 like to see ch um, improved in the future if they're going to continue because it was a recurring thing because it it was they began these concerts on with a games convention back in when it was in Leipzig, right? Yeah, right. It was the same guys. And now they continued them over to, well, Games Convention was brought over to, uh, to Cologne and it was renamed Gamescom. So they yeah. brought also the concerts here. Unfortunately, the timing was totally off because now, you know, Game, Gamescom is over since a couple of weeks. Months, but it was still sold out. So. Yeah, it was still sold out. And, 
and uh, that was one of the things I would like to see changed in the future, maybe uh, to have a more a more visual approach on things. But, I mean, I would like to see you know the the scenes from the games where the music is played or something. I thought about that as well, but I'm uh, not wait, sure. That... I have to talk, say something about this because this concert where I've been, mm. you know, there was also these rumors before the concert that they um, they are going to play the Star Wars music mm -hmm. theme music at uh, the end, nice. and. Um, But nobody really knew for sure, for sure. And then you know they, they disappeared, came back, and um, the conductor he had he, he, he didn't have um, you know the, the the stick that they have. Usually, but the lights, but light. the lightsaber, ah, nice. right? <laughs> and he was also kind of clothed like the um, emperor, so completely <laughs> black. Yeah. And um, they also they changed the whole lights and had only very tiny uh, blue LED lights then on, on the mm -hmm. station, and uh, on top. But I think that sucked a little bit. Uh, some of the students, you know, they kind of played a theatri theatrical, um, in a theatrical way, the, the story of Star Wars. Okay, okay. In kind of, you know, very simplified, abstract way. And uh, I think that wasn't really necessary because the presentation of the orchestra itself, it was enough. But, you know, they then jumped around and, and did some really bad fighting stuff, you know, which mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. looked cheap. So this was, okay, no, the music is enough. Don't do that. It, <laughs> kind of destroys this cool memory about you know <laughs> the, the symphony itself P please don't spell my memory <laughs> don't yeah, destroy right. you managed to make Star Wars not cool <laughs> thank you yeah, but the, the symphony orchestra itself it was really cool so mm. well you know here they didn't have I mean they're, they're, it's a double sided sword I mean yes if you bring, bring out some visuals inside then you kind of distract from music so that's, yeah, that's, that's what, one, what's, what's the problem. my point yeah. but on the other hand mm. I mean it's about games and It's kind of if somebody never played the games, then they have no, they, they can, can't relate to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So maybe I would, maybe what I would like to see is, for example, there when there's an, the intermission or maybe afterwards, you would, maybe there would be like stations or like sofas um, outside, and you would play the individual parts of the game which are Well, um, maybe playing is too too much, too perhaps, much perhaps for, for some, the short time. Some, some information, somehow trailers. Maybe, maybe some trailers or something. Yeah, yeah. because the games are really old, so you don't have to kind of uh, be afraid of you know. Oh, maybe we are doing commercials here or something because nobody can can buy the games. I mean, you can't buy Secret of Mana, but you can buy Chrono Trigger. Well, just came out. Remake. Remake yeah. just came out. <laughs> and Kingdom Hearts they are still doing spin-offs and, and sequels that seem to suck a lot. <laughs> but was there any kind of um, um, sequel of uh, Secret of Mana? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, 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 yes. A lot of it, they all suck. No. Um, so two, three, Secret four. Of, or there, there, was, there wasn't a Secret of Mana two per se, but there was a sequel to that game actually that only came out in Japan. Yes. Ah, and okay. in Japan it goes by another name, so uh, the numbering is also different. Yeah, right. and that's the problem because in Japan it's, it's the third part, and in, in America it would be second part because the yeah. prequel isn't counted. Ah, oh, it's so complicated. Why? Why is it always so complicated? Anyway, so there is a direct sequel which came out on the SNS, mm -hmm. uh, but there are some more freak, re recent sequels of the whole entire series. One came out on GBA. Oh right, which I reviewed a lot. The and secret which, something. Well, serious. sort of mana. A mana sort of mana. It's sort called. Of sort of mana. Of, it's a remake of the James the Game Boy prequel. So the first that wasn't numbered. It's, it's complicated. I know, okay, but it's, well, it's it's kind of like Secret of Mana on a on a Game Boy Advance, and it sucked like 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 hell. <laughs> And nice. I ex expect I made a couple of very long posts to explain why it sucks so much. But I also compared it to a Game Boy original, and they kind of make really a lot of really stupid decisions there. <laughs> so yeah, that's one of the things. But also on DS there was a recent one, Children of Mana. I haven't played that one, but I expect it to be suckers. 
<laughs> well, I, I, I heard some reviews and they weren't really positive. And I mean, okay. You know, I mean, if if I would have to play Secret of Mana today, you know, with uh, with kind of the things I know now somehow about games because I've played some games, you know, and then start off with this game again. I mean, okay, it's also unfair. You can say it like this because it was also another time, but. I don't know if I would also find it that cool like I'm finding it now when I try to remember it. So um, Maybe your memories are better than the, the game I really yeah, is. Well, that's, that's a topic I would like to discuss because when I when came out of it and I'm always like, oh, I'm all nostalgic and everything. And all yeah. I was like, man, I have to play this game. And Yuchong was like, really? I mean, come on. <laughs> Street Fighter, come on, come on. <laughs> because Yuchong isn't so, so fond of, of Secret of Mana. Mm, yes, because... What? It was an action adventure, <laughs> and the fighting wasn't that fluid. Yeah. And the uh, game lacks seriously uh, on the animation frames. Mm. So I think. So the moving animations around, don't have so much frames. They are not so juicy. They're, right. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what kind of fight or what about the fights didn't you find the fluid this whole charging thing or um... the most direct uh, control movement um, and when you move around things on screen, it mm -hmm. wasn't. Satisfying. Didn't feel really satisfying to you. Yeah. Because it, there were there was the animation wasn't fluid and didn't feel juicy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also I dislike this kind of um, contrast if okay. the graphics by themselves are pretty detailed, but the movements are not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why that's the reason why I like um, the Guilty Gear series less than Street Fighter th uh, three for instance, because yeah. Despite the lower resolution, Street Fighter 3 has more animation frames and it has more life for me mm -hmm. than uh, this other high-res sprites, which has less frames. Yeah, it so also goes most... goes with with what I wrote that you know if you are low on budget and if you're a small developer and you're developing your game, it's always mm -hmm. better to focus on better animations. It always pays off more to focus on animations rather than on graphic quality. Okay. So um, that's the biggest criticism that's okay I but right now how old have you been uh, when you when you played the game hmm 13 15 15 maybe so yeah. teenager okay i think i was kind of 12 13 12 13 I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. because i think this is also something that uh, really also goes on the age because i don't remember for, for me the animations didn't look really sucky you know okay. I, I i i mean I also some animations I thought were really cool, especially when you charge the weapons, and you know uh, the higher you charge the weapons during the fight, um, the the more complex the move um, became yeah. that you made. And this was really this was something. Yeah, three, four, and then go for it. You know, it, it was cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, one one of the things I I don't, I don't quite uh, agree with the animation thing because I I don't remember obviously. I, I, I'm, oh, I'm, this is also a thing because also I I can't really remember that they were that sucky. <laughs> 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 but but I do agree with Yuchong on that. I really enjoyed. Uh, I think also Zelda: um, Link to the Past aged better than Secret of Mana mm -hmm. from gameplay play, uh, point of view. And this is the, my gripe with Secret of Mana. I don't like the idea that you have to kind of hold back because if you button mash in Secret of Mana, then you never charge your weapon up. That's right. That's so you right. have to kind of hold back and not button button mash. So you have to mm -hmm. kind of not press anything in order to be stronger. Yeah, but you know this, this concept isn't new. I mean, 
It's it's the same thing like in Street Fighter when you you know when you do a hard punch of course um, it's it's harder to get in position than doing a soft punch. But still you're pressing a button in hard punch. There's a hard button and also if you're doing this charge move in in, in yeah, Street Fighter, uh, it's similar like that. You have to kind of hold back. You have to hold the button for a certain amount of time. But if you hold the button, you do something actively. actively. And in Secret of Mana, you you're forced to do nothing for a certain time. Yeah, but I think this is also the concept of payoff. You know, because you do nothing and. The longer you do nothing, the more you're waiting for something to happen and something cool to happen. So when you release the button, there's a subtle difference cool. there. There's a subtle difference, yeah, because in Street Fighter you're holding the button and you, you know, while you're holding, you kind of you have the idea that while you're holding, there is some information from the button going into the into the console and you're charging up something. Okay, but there's also some kind of feedback because you know you have the sound. You see this. Uh, well, the sound only comes when thing. you're charging for a when special you, attack. Yeah, but, but, but normal the, attacks. Um, you still have to wait for normal attacks. Ah, you talk about this first hundred percent. Yeah. Ah, okay. That, and one uh, um, well, the the running around didn't. Yeah. <laughs> We're okay, destroying this, is, this game. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it's it's interesting to talk about this because this is also now something I can remember more or less. Uh, um, and also, um, it just came back right now. Uh, I, I I didn't like the sound effects. They were oh. um, meaty. So when you fight, it's, it's there are this uh, you know, pa 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 like yeah, kind yeah. of sounds, and yeah, yeah, that, that, right. <laughs> that uh, doesn't fit to swords mm-hmm. and and other uh, you know weapons that slice. But I must remember, I, I do remember that you know back back in the days when because again I have to kind of side with with Fabrizio back in the days um, when I was for me I mean I never had a SNES. SNES. But for me, uh, I didn't also own it on myself, and I also always played with other people yeah, together. Yeah, some some were with some kids or something. Maybe I yeah. played it for a couple of times, but never really for a long time. But for me, when I grew up, always Secret of Mana was one of those really cool looking games. Right, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> like okay, this is the standard RPG high quality mm. looking yeah, game. Yeah, it is. I mean, we st- we we I mean, uh, my brother and I we still played it through, and we. You played through it. Yeah, we played through and collected a lot of the shit you can collect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, looking back, uh, you are the more hardcore player than we were. And what the hell? Well, but, you know that. So, so, so maybe we so, should listen to him. So yeah. my criticism is more qualified. Yes. Oh. So we have to shut up now. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, I guess maybe we can come back to. I would like to actually maybe we have to we have to play it together. Yeah, maybe something. Secret so, of Secret of Mana. Yeah, I have it on my uh, home. Really? Yeah, I have the SNES two pads and Secret of Mana. Nice. One of the, Let's do that. I, yeah. I even have the, the characters also. Yeah, of course. Uh, cool. I yeah. even have the I even have the you know the manual the the. the the real old uh, because uh, yeah the big the RPGs were the sold the game guide you mean yeah, yeah okay. because the RPGs were sold in these huge boxes with with a man with a game guide inside okay so they, you had this huge A4 uh, uh, formats uh, well like game guides today like mm. you have to buy this separately but then, yeah. back then they were like uh, sold o- only some well the, mo- most RPGs because um, Nintendo yeah. back then thought um, Europeans are too stupid to play the game so ah, they right. included the g- <laughs> what I really found insulting that they also sold um, Metroid with a guide okay because I mean Metroid is not really an RPG it's kind of well but it kind kind of goes into uh, goes to their current philosophy as well that every yeah. player should be able to finish the game yeah 
Mm-hmm. So uh, they implemented this feature into yeah. the new Super Mario Brothers that um, the computer can play for you so you can overcome some obstacles you cannot by yourself. Yeah, you can skip parts of the game if you want. Ah, okay. So okay. very, very player-friendly. Uh, we don't know how, <laughs> well, we don't know how the thing is going to look like, right? yeah. do we? So maybe we're going to discuss it when it comes out. But it's, mm-hmm. it's really a nice observation there. So we can, they kind of stick to the, the whole um, the same uh, strategy. Family-friendly fa- uh, strategy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. the F-word. <laughs> <laughs> F-word. Okay, so um, I think, uh, do we have some... Yeah, well, what I found really funny is that, you know, concert, right? Symphony concert. And normally what kind of people go to this kind of concert are mostly older people. Like we were joking about old ladies because recently my uh, my girlfriend went to a different concert with with her grandma and she saw only old ladies there. <laughs> and, so it's not something we just no, you it's, know, project? No, it's not projection. It's, it's really like that. Okay. If you really go to this concert, it's really mostly old people, maybe some, some kind of, you know, acoustic geeks, like, like you know, who listen to classical music all day and everything. You know, have, have, I don't know. <laughs> Mozart posters on their walls, something <laughs> animals, stuff like that. <laughs> and and uh, you know, in, in this concert, obviously, it was very very different. There were like tons of young people, only young people, basically. Everybody was dressed, you know, very fancy. I mean, they were fancy clothes, but but they were not like smoking like usually those people, but like you know, very colorful clothes and everything. Like fanboys? Well, there, there, there was no cosplay involved, but it, <laughs> okay. But it was it was different from what we what you would expect normally from from an audience in a, in a theater. But you could tell that they kind of took took their time to dress up properly to pay respect to the people, so they didn't come in like you know in rags or something. Okay. So they dressed accordingly, but in their own style. And and also the way they reacted to the people playing was probably I don't know I, I would guess they were, it was totally different from what old people or old ladies would actually do, which is they gave a huge applause at the end. It was like going on and on and even not, not the, only at the end, yeah, at every yeah, opportunity, even during, while they were playing, like at the chocobo theme, I think they made an applause uh, or they laughed. No, 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 I, yeah, they laughed at chocobo and when they. I talked about that they teased with One Winged Angel mm. with the Chocobo. Oh, yeah. And uh, when, they, when One Winged Angel actually came, yeah. they applauded while they were playing. Yeah. Okay. So it was, this is, this is, this is totally unusual for a, for a symphony thing. And uh, there was a very long applause at the end. Of course, we have to mention that all the components of all the pieces were there. So Okay, but the applause, the long applause at the end, I think it's not that special or unusual. Because well, it was not... unusual because they're crying for um, Encore. Yeah, they were shouting for encore. Yeah, because you know this this one where we have been, um, there the the I would say the audience was mixed. Yeah, it was also some older people, but also some some younger people. It was half okay. and half more or less, and it was kind of the same scenario at the mm-hmm. end. You know, after they played the Star Wars theme. Okay, uh, there was also okay. applause, 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 and I, th- I think there was also the younger people who, you know, then shouted. Uh, yeah. Too bad, too bad. Right. And also, Saros is not Mozart. Yeah, right. it's, just, it's a different. It's just kind of the but, same thing that we were experiencing. Yeah. So. Right. But, but I would like to uh, listen to a Saros concert as well. Yeah, me too. That's cool. So, um, but I was kind of. I was wondering, you know, how is it for a musician who kind of played his whole life in front of old ladies and, and music buffs and <laughs> some Mozart and I don't know, probably Mozart. I'm, I'm, I'm not a music expert and I have no mm. idea. 
but um, but then having then suddenly you know this rock star feeling because because, <laughs> because yeah it was basically this you know the guy the um, the conductor went out and came back and it was really like a rock star and they, they were cheering and and and, and everything for him or oh, the uh, Ronnie Barak guy the, well, the percussionist. percussionist who was really awesome he's really awesome and I, I think he's the most rocks rock starry <laughs> yes. of, of them all. He was kind of exploiting the situation a yeah. little bit. <laughs> Uh, well, what did he do, especially? Well, he's a percussionist, and he had like this uh, ah, okay, drum, yeah. and he was doing all the percussion things in the, in the games. Magic. And, but he was also like in the encore. They also gave him a small um, solo, solo. bongo solo, <laughs> 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 when he was really showing off there, and yeah. they were also uh, clapping while he was playing. Yeah. Okay. He was a really cool guy. He like his um, south south uh, southern guy kind of yeah and also you know the <laughs> okay. whole, so like from brazil i don't know from where he is the whole orchestra is playing very disciplined i think yeah. everyone is in in um well, smoking and smoking, smoking and and he's as well is dressed up as well but uh, a little bit differently and yeah. also while, he, while he's playing he you know moves his, his whole body yeah and yeah. it's significantly different like like moving his head from side all, to side all the, <laughs> All the sophisticated people, and, and he was tra uh, wearing uh, smoking, but his smoking was silver. Yeah, <laughs> like like you know, really like silver. <laughs> it's, it's not smoking, is it? Is it a um, frack? Frack. Uh, well, it was a vest. West. It was a vest, but it with looked, long uh, tails. It looked like like an evening mm. evening attire, but yeah. it was it was very flashy and <laughs> shiny. Okay. It was really amazing. Well, I don't know it was kind of very interesting because it had this this, this kind of pop concert feeling, but um, but it was. Uh, It was, it was still the symphony orchestra. It mm -hmm. was a very strange mix. And I thought it was a nice idea of maybe this might be the future. I mean, I mean because young people aren't so much interested in, in, in generally not interested in classical music. We don't, can't relate to, to this kind of music very well, but we can relate very well to, uh, to the music we are presented in games. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to compare, obviously, you know, some video game music to Bach or Mozart, I don't know. But but <laughs> why not? You have to be pretty careful with that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there are obviously good reasons for why classical music is so um, popular among, among people who enjoy music generally. But um, and they have Mozart posters in there and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's a, from a style. The style is very similar. So I thought yeah. maybe it was a very nice idea of how to bring um, young people mm. into into um, into those. And it works on us. Yeah, it's working us, and I would go there again because it's yeah. always a very nice experience. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess we make a small break here and then finish up with some uh, little topics. Until then, bye. And welcome back. Uh, now we have some smaller topics, and and um, we kind of run out run out of big topics. So we are kind of uh, this is kind of like the the, the part where we're gonna uh, discuss you know things that experienced recently, which would like to make discuss. One of those things is that Fabrizio experienced uh, an interesting game. He would maybe like to talk about, which is Battlefield uh, Heroes, right? Uh, yes, right. Um, okay, where should I start? Uh, basically, it's kind of a boiled-down version of the big Battlefield 2, mm -hmm. which means that um, you have different character classes that you can play. 
and also uh, different vehicles that you mm -hmm. can drive and fly, which makes it really fun. So, um, yeah, the game ended up to be some kind of mixture of a very lightweight RPG, but very lightweight, and um, some kind of eco shooter. Mm -hmm. And uh, the cool thing about it is that you can really um, play it very, very fast and get into it very fast. Because mm -hmm. basically, um, ah, and, and it's also for free, which is another great thing. So um, you basically just go to the website of the Battlefield uh, game, you, you register, you um, load down a Firefox plugin, which kind of checks updates for the game itself. Okay, so it runs in Firefox in the browser? Um, no, but you need to start the browser to start the game. Or at Ooh. least it's the way I, okay. I, I've teached it now, or I became teach it. So, um, yeah, you just launch a browser, go mm -hmm. to a specific site, and then the game is launched automatically, but from um, your hard disk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, then you first have kind of, uh, kind of an, an, an shopping and uh, character customizing um, screen. Where you can, where you can uh, on the very first time, of course, choose which character you want to play, what kind of character, and make some little customizations like, uh, you know, ch choosing the, uh, the color of the skin or um, the beard. Uh, it, but what is really interesting about it is that um, you, have to, you have to stick to one faction mm -hmm. for the rest of the whole game, which means that at the beginning you say that you play um, the, I think, the Royal Army, which is kind of the American Army or the, um, the Allies, Or, um, Nazis. Uh, <laughs> they, they look really like. I mean, yeah, some really many many elements of the design are kind of took off. Uh, There are Nazis against allies. Come on, it's it's kind of yes. It's just like they a are, bad, bad excuse for them. Yeah, especially also you know some taunts that you can make in the game. You know they're also German. German. <laughs> no, so, no shit, really. Yeah, <laughs> oh, come on. Hello. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's, it's funny. Okay. So you have to decide one 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 side, one, one, right? one faction, and you stick to this faction for the rest of the game. Yeah, but isn't it like like a typical um, MMORPG? Like you know, when you go go in uh, World of Warcraft, you also have to decide if you are. Uh, race. The, so yeah, well, there are also factions, two different factions. Yeah, but but as I said, it's it's really lightweight in co in comparison to that, which means that um, it, it's I think it starts at the point where they say okay, you don't choose a server or any kind of game type. After you made these little customizations in your character, you just click play now. Okay. The server is, um, is uh, searched automatically and you just drop into the game. Which is great, I it. think. Yeah, it's really great. And you have um, only three to four maps for now. Mm -hmm. And um, these maps, I think they are large enough so that uh, you don't get bored very, very quick. And what really makes, I think, a big part of the fun is uh, you know, driving vehicles mm. like uh, you know, uh, the plane or the, the tank and stuff. But the vehicles, they, don't, they are not so, so hard to master because they have kind of a very childish physics, you know. So, cartoon physics. Yeah, or, or cartoon physics. So um, it's, it's easy to, to get to it. Mm -hmm. But I think plane flying or good plane flying is still hard. It's also in the Battlefield 2 kind of the king discipline, you know, when you can really fly a plane very good, you are, you are really the, you know, the hero. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, um, you have uh, both the characters short um, you have three character classes so it's it's a soldier who is kind of um yeah the i think the most all-round character you have the gunner who is really you know uh, uh make make damage and take damage <laughs> it's really uh, that simple the tank yeah it's a tank right and uh, you have the commando who is uh yeah you know the special ops guy mm. a little more harder to play because you really the rogue to... yeah <laughs> You can really compare it with this well, because you have also the typical skills like hiding, mm -hmm. 
but you know the hiding is so extreme that you know the push the button that you're completely un you're completely invisible. completely invisible to everyone and it's also funny because you know sometimes you see driving this jeeps through the map and, and there's you know, nobody inside and there's nobody inside so it's, it's kind of funny and uh, what really sucks about what this gave me away what <laughs> what gave me away it's the jeep around you yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, i think it's cool and um Yeah, you know he has this this kind of skills which are really sucky if you if you don't play the commando guy yourself because you know you're standing somewhere and all of a sudden he's appearing behind you and stabs you with a knife mm, and you know stabbing with a knife it's always nasty don't matter which game you play where you can have guns so uh, yeah. it's kind of depressing yeah so, so you basically play, the game so it's, you said it's it's for free how do they make money Okay. <laughs> they are EA. They don't need money. <laughs> they don't need money. It's, it just comes naturally to them. <laughs> they no, they um, sell Harry Potter to so make money. Ah, okay. So it's a, a community service yeah. they're providing. <laughs> um, as, as far as I um, as I know, um, got into the game. There are kind of three three units to pay stuff. The one unit is um, uh, the I think they are called hero points, mm -hmm. which you need to skill your abilities. And this, um, so you have to really pay for to level no, up no, your no, abilities. No, 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 no. You get this, this. This points you just get. You just get them by leveling your character. Okay. So you get point, and then you can um, distribute the point to um, some skills that you have. Mm -hmm. This is one thing, or abilities. So the other points that you get, they also get them for free, which means by playing, are valor points. And for this points, you can buy. You know, uh, you can exchange the weapon you already have to, mm -hmm. in, to, to a better weapon. You can buy um, widgets, like for example. Um, Stim patches mm -hmm. and stuff like this. But do you get those? You have to, you have to pay for those. No, or? you also don't have to pay for you them. Don't, you get those for free as well. You get those for free as well. But okay. I think if you pay, you can get more of ah, them, okay. and you get them mm -hmm. faster also because mm -hmm. you can also buy buy stuff like um, an experience booster. Mm -hmm. But he's very expensive, so um, mm -hmm. you know you need to play a lot for free to get this experience booster, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is ah, somewhat okay. trick. And of course, uh, when you want to customize your character, which is really I think it's a cool part of the game because you know you get uh, the game itself is, is it's, it's it's kept pretty simple. So um, if you're playing it a little more, I think you feel the urge and I also feel this urge because at the beginning I didn't feel it at all at all, mm. and now I'm kind of feeling it. Uh, <laughs> so you, so you, it works. It works. Yeah, the magic it works. works because <laughs> you really want to customize your character a little bit because you know it's fun. You can customize them really in crazy ways. They have huge amounts of pieces of clothing and areas where you can put stuff on and. This is also, of course, a part there where they make their money because you can only do this if you pay. So let me get it straight. So there are three kinds of points you earn. One, yeah. Once you get for free for playing, yeah. once you get for free for playing, but you can also buy. Yes. And once you only can buy, which is for customizing the character only. Right. Okay, so um, it's, oh, it's no, really... it's oh yes, yes sorry, yeah, no, yeah. it's right, it's right, it's right. Okay, well, okay, maybe I, I have to try it on my own. Um, you can do so, but it's. I think it's right. <laughs> well, and, and I don't know, I don't know if I have a PC that is able to run it because I oh, have a very you don't old... you don't need high. Um, it's really easy from also really, from the system because I'm really have really sucky PC. I mean, really sucky PC. It's five years old or something. Yeah, try it out. I, I Maybe think it, I think it will work. But um, I was really. Um, it's really funny that you you feel the urge to customize your character. Kind of, yeah. Because uh, because um, this is kind of also how they're currently trying to get money on the Xbox Live system. They're kind of selling a lot mm. of clothes there. Uh, you can customize your character there, your, your avatar on your PC. And okay. I don't feel the urge at all to buy those things. Wait, it's, it's this, this avatar you have. Yeah. Yeah. 
Maybe it's a visual. Des- <laughs> okay. Maybe it's a visual design because the Maybe. Battle Star uh, Battlefield Heroes. Yeah. Has a very cool style. A, yeah. And uh, I think another thing is also that. You know, this character is something where you really you invest time and you play it, so you mm. have also some you feel somehow bound to it. And also, know? other people see it in the right. game. Right, and this is also you know there are really people who just you know walk around and look at themselves. Mm. <laughs> 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 well, others, like really in real cool. life. <laughs> I think they really look cool because um, you know I'm, I'm every time again I'm surprised by um, hey crazy guy you know because mm. uh, there are so many parts that you can combine and take. So it's a cool solution. Okay, so yeah, it's really strange that it works here, but it doesn't work in in, in but, Xbox. But but, yeah, but, 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 but there are other characters. Yeah, it's just yeah. some kind of you know neutral avatar and this kind of nimbus. So, you... so maybe it's gonna change uh, after they kind of there are lots lots of games which start using those avatars, like Guitar Hero, for example. Yeah, then oh, really? this is something yeah. different, of course. In yeah. Guitar Hero, you can use it, and also in um, there is this uh, Joyride. Oh, you mean like on Wii, you can use Mies? Yeah. Okay. It's gonna be like that. They're tr- trying different things where where you can use the use the um, the avatar from the Xbox. Maybe okay. then they start gonna start buying these things. But right now they're really expensive. Like I don't know, ten dollars for for a stormtrooper outfit or something. <laughs> it's really. I mean, stormtrooper outfit is cool because okay, but, that's but something also, I maybe would pay, but yeah. maybe like fifty cents or something. But wait, um, how how? Um... How much can you customize it? Can you say, okay, I want this pants and yeah. this shirt yeah, yeah. and this, yeah. uh, I don't know, watch? And yeah, and they have like shops with different not... different different categories, oh, okay. with, and there are categories for, uh, tailored for a specific game, for example. So if you like a specific game, you can buy shirts, t-shirts with with uh, with this game with logo or something, oh. or maybe you can buy, you know. Um, like costumes from from characters from the game, so wear the same things as characters in the game wear. Virtual co- mm-hmm. cosplay. Yeah, with virtual cosplay. Yeah. But, but otherwise, right. they're not that crazy, are they? No, they aren't really fancy. Well, also you can buy funny things, which I thought like for Bioshock there was this. You can buy a, a doll, suit. the helmet. Yeah, you know, this of of course yes, also. <laughs> oh, but but you can like a little doll of a, of one of those big daddies, and, oh, you, and your character would then play with this little doll. With <laughs> 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 this really with this this kind of animation, like like he's walking in. <laughs> it's, it's silly. It looks like it's nice, but it's still way too expensive. And yeah, I mean, I mean, and like I wouldn't use it. You know, I would buy it. I mean, okay, you have. It's, it's also about where you present your character, of course. And if you, I mean, what, what about the game cards? Because uh, yeah. this is the only thing I know where, which which you can also put online, you know, yeah. somehow. And, and yeah, of course, they would then appear on the on your game card. The okay, but you, but the no. game card they're just static images. Yeah, they're also only the face, maybe basically, yeah. and so hats and and glasses would be preferred. I don't Perhaps know. they just need to release more games where this thing is in, and then you may, may. feel this urge to. <laughs> well, you know, uh, PSN has this has this home, but we don't talk about home, do we? <laughs> home. Home is terrible. Uh, <laughs> another podcast. Maybe yeah, another okay. podcast. Well, which brings us to... Well, do you have something to other... Because you had said you you teach another guy playing Battlefield and you experience your problems. Uh, it was not really problems, I think. But, um, you know, just yesterday I, I visited a friend and, you know, mm-hmm. you just wanted to play something really very quick. And, you know, in, in kind of seven to ten minutes he installed the game, got into it and we played on the server. So... It may be not the the, the perfect uh, way to to show the weaknesses of the game because mm-hmm. the situation is very unrealistic. But but what was the problems you he experienced? Let me think about it. Okay, the first problem is um, the hand. 
I think that they were already very specific problems, you know, mm -hmm. because, for example, if you um, if you get new skills or abilities, um, you have to put these abilities uh, into um, your your item list because you have you know always uh, at, the, at the downside of the of the um, of the screen you have this item list mm -hmm. where everything is in. So skills and um, widgets like stim patches and stuff like this. And weapons, they are all on the same level, mm -hmm. and also appear in kind of the same interface. Mm -hmm. So um, I think this was somewhat confusing because if you get the skills, you have to put them in this menu before you play the game. Ah, so to activate down, them, to activate to activate them, mm -hmm. and also if you want to change anything that is not directly directly related to the game you are now playing, mm -hmm. um, you have to leave the whole game. Ah. So and this this was something that really um, kind of kind of was sucky, you know, because you, you I, also me I, I forget pretty quick if I, if I if I want to test out a new ability, I just don't drag it down there, so I don't have the game. It, it's this is kind of sucky that you mm -hmm. can you can't do things while playing, and this is also you, you also can't change your mouse speed while you're playing. Oh, this is really awful. Yeah. So this, these are things I. It, it really it really looks like okay so they've, how do stream, do? they've streamlined they've streamlined it so much on play it fast play uh -huh. it now and really only focus on the game and that's it you know so, so how do you adjust the mouse I mean mouse speed is something you have to test yeah. all, all the time right. so you have so, to kind of try different games and and yeah oh man this is really sucks this is really sucky this is something um, <laughs> I mean this was something that I didn't recognize because you know I just started the game and the mouse speed was okay <laughs> you know it was really okay I, I just don't okay. need it to, to to customize it but Robert he had this thing so is it also when you have to, when you invert the mouse do you also have to leave the game of course oh man of course. this is really sucky <laughs> <laughs> because this is one of the things I have to do all the time when I play um, Xbox games I somehow I learned the controllers inverted and now I can't unlearn it, so I have to change it every time. And this is also the reason why I wasn't able to play the Mass Effect demo on, on CG, um, Gamescom, because the Mass Effect demo was, well, the normal way around, and when I changed it to inverted setup, it didn't change anything. <laughs> <laughs> nice! So this is one of the things that isn't developed yet, right? <laughs> Great! But, um, okay... But I have also to say that, you know, the game is really quick. It also loads very quick and you are in and out of a game in, in one minute. Yeah. So, so it, this, it's, it's okay. This is what I really enjoy about Call of Duty. Like, you know, we're playing it with, uh, in, at Club Game Lab a little bit <laughs> recently <laughs> with the professor. Yeah, sometimes in the breaks, yes. And, <laughs> and it's really, what, what really struck, striking about the game that you, you just select play and you're just instantly in a game. Yeah. And it's really, I mean, I really enjoy it. I, it's like a refreshing thing after, you know, playing Counter-Strike for a little bit and you have always selected the, the server. I know, what the yeah, hell do I know about the nerdy, server? This nerdy stuff. I, yeah, I, why do I have to select the server? I don't care about the server. I just want to play. Uh, and there's this, 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 it depends on how much uh, you play. Come on. <laughs> nobody needs a server. Well... Basically, it's not the server, but the people, you know, and all the stuff that uh, mm. makes the server somehow. But, yeah, um, so, you know, in Xbox, you have, like, things like, you know, party systems where you can see who is online and who is playing what, so you don't need the yeah, server, this, actually. Yeah, this thing they also implemented in, I mean, Steam also has it already, yeah, yeah. but uh, they also implemented in Battlefield directly, you know, when, when, you have, when friends of you are online, you can just click on them and you instantly get into the game. They are also playing on mm. the same server. That's, that's nice. It's really simple. So what do you think about the graphical style? I like it. 
I like it very much because um, it's it's simplified. Okay, I also have to say that of course it's somehow you know Team Fortress Two style. Yeah, yeah. Rip off. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. But I think what is really cool about um, and what also makes it somehow individual and um, separate from Team Fortress is the the, the vehicles. Mm -hmm. Because this was always a cool thing about Battlefield yeah. Two, you know. I mean, yeah. And they also took it and made it, you know, they just put it in the right style. Mm -hmm. So it was really okay. So I'm really uh, looking forward for you to buy an Xbox because, you know, the thing that most people play on Xbox right now is uh, Battlefield uh, 1940, I don't know. Oh, really? It's not Halo? Oh, but really, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I ah, like yeah. this because, you know, I, I knew I, or I got to new Battlefield 2 as this is really a PC game because you need yeah. really detailed controls about this game. Well, everybody and is using the, the not detailed controls. Oh, that sucks, man. I, I would always feel like a cripple. Well, you will have to will have, will feel like a cripple in every Xbox game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they're really, especially shooters, we have to control weapons. Or if you're on this ego perspective, mm. the controller is not the right interface for this. Well, that's, that's how I feel as, as well, but, but, you know, you get used to it. No. <laughs> you do. Never, I would buy a Never. Heck the Never. Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> From my own cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you tried Metroid Prime 3? Yeah. This is with, with this with the Wii controller with the yeah. pointer stuff. I have tested it a little bit at, at uh, your place, I think, at mm. uh, Christian's place. And it's okay, but. Uh, it's, I think it's one of the best shooter controls on console. No. <clears throat> I still, I'm really, I think mouse and. Uh, I'm really old schoolish, I think, in this, mm. in this manner. Yeah, yes, I mean, it's valid, but I'm it's just interested to know if, you know, that. How you resp respond to this other kind of uh, console control? That this, in my opinion, uh, way more. Überlegen. Uh, uh, superior. Superior to dual stick control. No, the, the Wii mode control yeah. is yeah. It's, it's, it's it way is better, and I, I think it works out really well. well but what, yeah, I mean, what 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 do you mean by better? I mean, this is uh, I think this is also a question of definition because if you go for pro gaming, you have <laughs> like no you can, chance yeah, with it. You can, obviously, you, you go for pro gaming. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's the it's only really, way. No, it's not. Of course, it's it's somehow it's. Uh, it's nicer because it's much more physical and you know you don't have this whole controlling shit and keys and mouse sensitivity and stuff like this but um no you, no, you do you do have that i'm just uh, curious to know uh, how you know it's the first time they got it right on console okay and uh just how as a experienced first person shooter gamer sees that okay I mean, I, I think before I could now give you some kind of more yeah, qualitative feedback, yeah. I would have to test it, obviously. Yeah, yeah sure. More. That's why I asked if you have played it. and just Only to, for very short. Yeah, I just wanted period. to explain the reason behind it. So. Okay. Well, you have to consider, of course, that um, Metroid is only single player and not multiplayer. And I think it's a little bit different when you play something multiplayer because you... You can't get away with certain things in multiplayer, like you know, very rigid lock-on system or something, which are unfair on multiplayer because mm. you know, it's kind of strange if you can lock onto everything. So, but I think one game I played was um, this, this this James Bond uh, game. I don't know which one on on the Wii, mm -hmm. but some kind of recent James Bond game. The Conduit could be. But there was a recent, uh, which was exactly the what we're talking about is a three um, D shooter with uh, Metroid right. side controls. Yeah. But it's also a multiplayer. I think it James was. Bond? 
Which it's kind of James Bond. It's kind of this conspiracy theory, aliens invading. Uh, yeah, aliens sure invading is James Bond. Uh, right. Come on, it's 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 okay. It's the uh, it's the James Bond of uh, what was the guy's name? Um, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. James Bond. Okay, but, this, but this was this was also uh, I played it with a friend with uh, Robert um, on the Wii in, in split screen mode, and I sucked so much at at this at this controls. You know. Mm, yeah. Uh, it's it's really something completely different from from the mouse mm-hmm. if you're used to it. Well, so, you have to use to. Well, it's always different than. I mean, it's, it's by definition different because it's not the mouse. Yeah, it's it's by definition different, but uh, it was also very hard to get in. Mm. You know, mm. I, I mean, I I've played it I think twenty to thirty minutes, which is also I think okay to learn a controller mm-hmm. so much that you that you don't have this very huge feeling of uncertainty. And uh, I, I, at the end, I still felt like you know I'm I'm crippled. But, <laughs> but on the other hand, you know you have to realize that the mouse isn't isn't as easy to learn as well. There is always this. Of course, the Star if, you know, Trek... if you now would would have to learn the mouse, yeah. it would be completely catastrophe. Of course, there is always uh, the Star Trek uh, quotation. You know, you know from one of the Star Trek movies where Scotty, where he go, going back in, a, in into uh, into the f- past. Okay. And they have to use the computer from the past, which is the computer of the now. Do you want to talk to it? And yeah, and then Sc- Scotty has to use the computer, and he t- takes the mouse and talks into the mouse. This <laughs> 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 is funny, but it's true. They made an experiment in the eighties or something back when the computers weren't so widespread, and they, you know, people who never saw a mouse, they sat in front of of the mouse and said, you know, use it like you would. You would think you you would use it, and they they try to you know fumble around with the mouse. They didn't speak into the mouse, obviously, but they kind of what what most what people would do is pick up the mouse and put the finger on the on the uh, under the ball on the ball underneath the mouse. But it only worked if the mouse was you know with the ball pointing downwards. So it was very awkward for them because they pull the mouse <laughs> and then you know fumble around with the with the finger from from underneath. It's, it's, it's kind of obscene, actually. It's kind of really yeah, obscene. Really. So yeah, as the mouse isn't also isn't intuitive and no, it takes a lot of No, of course not. I, this was also not the thing yeah. I wanted to say, but um but I I'm, I'm like I was on on your side. I I enjoy the mouse controls and but you know, I I would say that we is the best thing we have for uh, as yeah. a substitute for a mouse on a on a console. Definitely. And also I must admit that you know, after playing a lot of shooters on Xbox, uh, you kind of get used to the dual stick setup as well. Okay. Especially if if a game is really well made, really well well made, like uh, Call of Duty, for example, where if you, there you have your very subtle lock-in system. Well, okay, it's not really subtle, but but uh, no, no. The, the thing is, you know, you you would auto pre- aim. You press the button and it goes to the head of somebody. Yeah, yeah. No, not to the head, but um, to the to the body. In, yeah, well, yeah. Okay, I mean, in the general direction. General direction <laughs> of the body. No, but but it only works if you uh, shoulder your weapon. Ah, okay. That's, that's so okay. you can sh- shoot it from the hip. You you have free aim, but if you shoulder your weapon, then then your weapon moves. To, if it's close to an enemy, it moves kind of in the direction of the enemy. So okay. shouldering is always like you know focusing on something. Okay, but this is a really cool thing. You know, I mean, um, the, the problem is, or oh, I don't. It's kind of a problem because um, you yeah, always we have... can talk about it in great lengths about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, just it's, it's a short thing. It's it's yeah. really the, the the motivation why you are playing a game. You know, mm-hmm. it's I mean we also talked about it. I think last time somehow about you know mastering or just playing it for mm-hmm. entertainment. So this is always the thing. You know, it's yeah. in, in an online competitive mode, it would be kind of sucky. I think if you had this kind of auto control, but if you just want to play it and have some fun and. Oh. 
enjoyed the atmosphere. This is a cool thing. So, so do you think um, Battlefield Heroes is more pick up and play, or is it more competitive? Because it looks very lighthearted. This is hard to say at now, I think, but I would say it's pretty competitive. Mm -hmm. Because you have you have very often you have the situations you know where where only you and one or two different guys you know are just standing in kind of two or three meters in front of each other and you know are jumping and using some weird skills and doing stuff just to get rid of the other guy. So mm -hmm. it's it's pretty it's it's pretty uh, competitive, I think. Okay. And uh, this team stuff also is uh, not so much in the foreground, you know, because you don't have a, a way to directly communicate with the people. I mean, mm -hmm. of course, you can. You have don't have Teamspeak. In nope. built-in? Mm, no, at least I didn't hear something like this till now. So that's one of the big advantages of Xbox. You always have TeamSpeak. Yeah, that's right. But you also need to buy the headset. No, it's it's always included in the Xbox. Yeah, the headset. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's just that's good. that's one of the weird things um, when you buy a PlayStation Three. Up up to till today, they didn't have like a definitive um, headset, which is kind of the official official, mm -hmm. and they don't really push it so much. So it's not really so widespread as in the Xbox. Okay, but the unofficial unofficial ones, uh, how can you how do you connect? Uh, Bluetooth. Bluetooth. It's really they're really good actually. Okay, and so you, you get one with you got one with a Warhawk. There was a Warhawk bundle. Okay, I think it makes more sense to include uh, wireless LAN and not the headset, uh. the headset than the other way around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. Okay, so um, Battlefield. Well, we have some other topics. I don't know. Do you want to go inside, in, into those? Well, one of the things I would like to maybe mention is um, I had some bad experiences with a piece of hardware I bought, which was with a, with? with a piece of hardware I bought. All right. Which was a was a rum a rum flasher. You, you know there. <laughs> well, the whole story goes back. You know, uh, I I wanted to play Mother Three, which is one of those games that were released in Japan but never released in in uh, Europe, else. Europe or anywhere else. And there was a fan translation which was supposedly very good, and the game is supposedly very good. It's one of those epic, amazing, life-changing RPGs. Yeah, really? yeah, it's really one of considered one of the best RPGs out there. Well, to the RPGs. Okay. And it came out on Game Boy Advance, and you know, if you want to play it in English, you have to download this ROM and play it on a on an emulator. But I hate because it's hacked. Yeah, it's hacked, and I don't want to play. Um, a, I, I think it's weird playing console games on PC, especially if they are made for portable consoles because the screen is very small and then you have to resize it to big, blow up to big size and then it's all pixely yeah, and you're sitting right in front of it and it controls are like, you know, keyboard and I always forget which, which key is mapped where and ah, it's just horrible. So I thought I put it on a console and then, you know, my first initial thought was to put it on a portable console because it was also for a port portable console. So I bought an R4 because I heard so much about it, you know, that it's, it's the perfect solution for a DS. You know, you just buy a small cartridge, which is the size of a DS cartridge, and it has a tiny slot where a micro SD card goes mm -hmm. in, and it reads all the ROMs from the SD card, all software or, I don't know, um, um, homebrew things from the SD card, and you can just start it. So I bought this, and then big disappointment, it, you can't play Game Boy games from GBA games from slot one thing so the R4 is actually not able to play Game Boys mm -hmm. Game Boy games mm -hmm. so it just is able to play Nintendo the games and there is no emulator because they say oh it's not fast enough 
which I found really weird, but supposedly there's some kind of chip thing going on. It's not really emulated on a DS. It just directly plays when you plug it in, into a Game Boy, Game Boy slot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's complicated and I, it isn't, isn't really communicated anywhere. And even on the contrary, they even kind of say there's a GBA function there. And I ask them, hey, guys, I mean, there's no GBA function. Oh, yeah, we are going to include it in an in upcoming release. So software upgrade. I was really p- pissed off because, I mean, I, I've spent a lot of money for it. And it's not a lot, but it's, it's not. You spent money on it. I spent money on it and I, I can't and use efforts, it. efforts, of course, because you want yeah. to make, make it work somehow. So. Yeah, and, and effort is a good, good topic because, you know, you know, you have to bring it up. If you buy it, it doesn't work because it would be illegal for, you know, to have a product pre-installed with everything to, for it to run. <laughs> so you have to go on the Internet and download the newest software. And it's always these, you know, Japanese English translated things which you don't really, really understand. <laughs> yeah, and, you, and there are thousands of versions of, of it out there right now, so you have to pick up the right version, and the wrong version doesn't work and doesn't tell you really, and the names are really confusing. And think, oh, <laughs> I was spent so such a long time figuring out which version I have to install, and then it works and it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can't use it for anything for Game Boy games. I mean, I would only wanted to play this one game. How much did it cost? Thirty bucks. It isn't so bad, but it's kind of wasted money. Yeah, but it is also you know this price is also somehow. No, it's not really much, but it's also not so few that you don't bother. Well, it's so not bucks. It's, some, it's, some... it's euro, so it's it's more than bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, of course, you know, um, I was kind of very pissed off, and I was kind of, of uh, so I so I bought a second one. <laughs> you bought another one. Yeah, I, I, I bought one for the GBA specifically, which had a SD card, which was it's called a super card, and you put a big SD card on on the side, and it's basically the same for the GBA. Okay. And then again. <laughs> I thought, you know, this would be the solution, and it wasn't. It was so annoying. Um, it didn't work at first, and then oh, I realized that you have to uh, modify the ROM for it to work on the... Like, you have to go through a process where you have to load this thing into a custom software, which oh also comes God. from Japan, and it's really <laughs> crappy on your PC, and then converts the ROM into a format, which kind of the, the is readable mm. by the thing, but it doesn't tell you this... And you have to figure it out in some kind of weird discussion forums for where so the fanboys. It's extremely hacky and oh, complicated. Gosh, it's, it's really a headache, and I really ha- I hate myself for doing this because I, I the, the real kicker is now. I, there was some time ago I bought one of, of these from Game Boy, and it was way back where they weren't so developed so much. And it was one where you had a cartridge. Mm-hmm. It was the size of a normal Game Boy cartridge, and it would have a USB docking station. You would put a cartridge into the docking station and would load the ROMs through a special custom software on through the docking station on the ROM. I think this is how dev kits work. Yeah, that's, but it sucked like hell again because <laughs> because it, it worked fine, but but it, it had really low low memory, like the only one or two games fitted on, and there were some games which were just too big for the thing. Uh-huh. And also, but that that would be okay. The the really sucky thing is it had a battery inside, which would save the save games. And it's well, ba- it was ba- empty without ba- any. Yeah, the battery went dead like in I don't know two months or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't able to save anything of the thing. It was like, oh no, I'm not going to go through this again. And and here I am and going through that again. Yeah. So uh, the moral of the thing is, kids, don't buy these cartridges. They are they all suck. The there's just nothing you can say about it. They just all suck. Just borrow it from Christian. 
No. <laughs> I, I found out the, the, the smart solution for doing it. It's just um, hack your Wii. Wii has a really, was really hacked in a very severe way, very luxurious way. You can install if you do the right things, which is a bit complicated, but if it's not as complicated as installing software on your, on your R4. So um, if you do the right things and you have a, a, a Legend, Legend of Zelda, the newest Legend of Zelda and the right save and everything, and then it's going to get hacked. And then you install a homebrew channel. And then on the homebrew channel, it's like a real, you know, real Nintendo channel sitting right there on your dashboard. You can just launch it. And then from this channel, you can launch everything you can put on your SD card. And they even went so far, they even now have a kind of like an app store, like an... <laughs> So you you have like Crazy. a like a homebrew homebrew um, like homebrew browser, <laughs> and then you launch this up, and then it's like you know you can browse through all the lists, and it downloads the files from the internet directly on your SD card, and you can have any kind of software you want. Well, you obviously can't have uh, illegal software, just you know emulators, and you have to get the ROMs yourself. Okay. So it's not like like that, but you still you know all the cool things like emulators, like uh, movie players, like some calendars, or, I know everything. Can there's a lot, a lot of homebrew stuff like calendars, like calendar, uh, like um, I know clocks or something like stuff. It's really nice, and the emulators all work perfectly. Like with uh, with DS and with mobile platforms, there was, for example, I wanted to play an NES game on on those, and the screen resolution is not big enough. So you have to scale it down, and then it looks really crappy and everything. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, I wanted to just play this one game, and then I have to suffer through all this. So are you playing Mother 3 now? No, I, I, it's still in backlog. I just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm horrible. <laughs> but uh, I started... Up, it, it worked finally after patching and everything. It worked yeah. on a big game, game Boy, but I... Still afraid because I heard I read some uh, some bad forum uh, posts that it's gonna be uh, it's it's it lags in, in battle when you go in, in battle like there's a the frame rate the wrong the emulator well it's because the of the specific cartridge I'm using because I bought this specific cartridge <laughs> and this specific cartridge has problems with it. I mean which cartridge I thought you're pl you're playing a ROM on the Wii emulator. No, no, yeah, well, I can still play it on a Wii, but obviously if when I pay, spend so much money on the Game Boy cartridge, I'm going to try to continue playing on the Game Boy cartridge. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but I might really switch to the Wii as an emulating platform. So this is the moral from the story, kids, if you want to play a game, use the Wii. <laughs> uh, ROM, use the Wii. It's really the correct solution. <laughs> so uh, we're going to finish the podcast up um, by introducing you guys to a game that nobody played that wasn't, wasn't discussed in games-related media at all and um, which, which re leaves you with the impression that it wasn't played by anybody, which is uh, the game Lost in Blue, which I wrote a lot of uh, really crazy articles about on our blog. It is a game on Nintendo DS again. And it's a game where you're controlling one guy or a girl on a deserted island. Uh, you found yourself stranded and you have to kind of survive there and kind of find a way back to back home. Which I thought was a really refreshing and new idea for a computer game, which normally is about fighting stuff and everything. And this was about surviving. Wow. 
and I thought it was really I, I, I really enjoy kind of this kind of gameplay where you collect stuff and then try to figure out how how to make it you know turn into something you can use or how you can improve your survival you know on the, on the island and um, th for this I think the game really deserves some credit uh, even though it's not so polished there are some things I would criticize about I wrote about um, that in, in length like for example with time it gets very tedious keeping yourself alive I, I think they overdid it a little bit there but but it's really you know the, the points that are really cool about it really uh, are really cool and there is also this kind of thing that uh, you can after you played it through with as a guy because there's a guy and a girl strengthening island but nothing erotic happens which is kind of disappointing <laughs> uh, but anyway only when the bs is covered yeah when you close it you know but it's kind of you, know, you don't see it it's family <laughs> family friendly now um there's a guy and a girl on a, on a on an island and if you play it through as a guy you can play as a girl so you have to play as a guy first yeah they changed change it in a sequel there are a lot of sequels actually there's um one two and three then there's a uh, Wii sequel and there's also a prequel on a Game Boy Color which is which is which they, people say it's really good okay so big idiots who just never made it home well yeah they're kind of really strange <laughs> or are there different well, uh, I played only couples. the I played only the first two parts I didn't play the others and um, the first one is I thought was really nice a good title um, the second was an improvement in many ways the, a lot of points I criticized uh, were actually improved upon but then it went even worse in other regions, which makes the overall impression worse. And <laughs> and uh, there's a third one which I wasn't so interested in because it looked like it went even worse. <laughs> so yeah, maybe you can download it and play it on your R4. No, I probably I won't. <laughs> I won't because I'm not I'm not actually buying this for for pirated stuff. I was really interested in this one guy game, and you even not play otherwise. I even bought the original Japanese version. So it's sitting around that you're. No, it's not because I'm still waiting for. Um, <laughs> for uh, uh, who's um, um, uh, Lucas? He is currently in Japan in Tokyo working for Sony, and but not at the games um, hmm? things. So he t he was so kind to uh, to agree to bring a copy of the game for me. So I'm not really pirating it. I'm, I'm playing it legally, like you should, kids. Anyway, so uh, Lost in Blue, I wrote a lot about it. If you're interested in read it, um, I would um, really, really, um, you can get it for very cheap because it was almost a re release title. You can, so we could get it cheap, cheaply nowadays. It's kind of like a shovelware. It's kind of shovelware-y. But I think uh, it's, it's worth spending a, at least a couple of hours trying it out. And I think that's for it for today. Thanks, thank you guys. I had a really great time with you. Some great topics again. Thank you. Thanks, and thanks for listening. Thank you guys for listening. It was really awesome. Um, well, if you have any comments or anything, leave them, please. We have a, a post um, there, and uh, you can post them if you want to. <laughs> um, we would would gladly respond to you and, or mention them in our podcast if you have any questions or something uh, or any suggestions on how we might improve our podcast or any topics we should discuss or something please um, otherwise also you can see our game tags on our website so if you want to play with us or something uh, just add us to our contact list right so um, that's it for today and we're going to be back in two weeks I think something yep. like that so uh, until then bye Bye. Bye.